एक मिनट रुक जाओ रेडी होने दो चलो ये कर लेते हैं अक्षय हाय दिस इज सौरभ एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू द फाउंडर थीसिस पॉडकास्ट वी मीट सम ऑफ द मोस्ट सेलिब्रेटेड सार्ट ऑफ फाउंडर्स इन द कंट्री एंड वी वॉन्ट टू लर्न हाउ टू बिल्ड यूनिकॉर्न Hi I'm Pratik Singh I am the CEO and founder of LearnApp Not every successful founder needs to be an IIT or IIM alumnus Pratik Singh is proof of this fact In fact in spite of being bright and curious he barely managed to finish his schooling but his innate intelligence coupled with his curiosity and will to succeed led him to create LearnApp an edtech startup with a goal to bring forth experts from their fields to teach us tricks of the trade join akshay on this episode of founder thesis as he uncovers pratik's journey from growing up across multiple countries to becoming a wildly successful stock trader as a teenager he then went on to create learnapp which is one of the few profitable and sustainable edtech startups in india despite having what he calls the world's worst business plan pitch So Pratik uh, it's good to reconnect with you again after our last meet at a Starbucks a, a serendipitous meet at a Starbucks uh, so uh, you know uh, I want to know more about uh, where you grew up uh, and uh, what kind of uh, kid Pratik was you know tell me about like a 10 year old Pratik what was he like well, that, that's damn interesting Akshay thanks so much for inviting me man so <laughs> <laughs> um so Uh, a very interesting childhood i think right now that i look back born in born in abu dhabi and then i studied in tanzania dar es salaam and then studied in malaysia kuala lumpur what was your dad doing like why were you globe hopping that's interesting so my biological dad uh, didn't work at all so um, he, i don't think i ever saw him go to office the hero of my life uh, was and still is my mother and she oh, was a principal wow. so <laughs> um so she would move from one city to another one country to another and then sometimes a continent to another and we would uh move with her and uh, and then much later in our in, in my life uh, mom remarried to my dad um and because of him uh, i am where i am otherwise i don't think i would have been able to do anything but dad he basically gave his entire savings and has let me trade in the stock market but anyway that's for another time <laughs> no no i mean there's no better time than now <laughs> so so we'll come to that on how your dad got back into your life but so like uh, you uh, grew up in all these countries like uh, what was your uh, i mean what was your mindset like as a kid like you thought you'll grow up get into a job and like you know or what was it that you were thinking and right i mean you know kids are awesome right they don't think about the future which is why they're so happy <laughs> that's true <laughs> as adults we worry so much about the future of what and i think most worrying just never happens <laughs> the bad shit happens of stuff you never thought of you know um, so as a kid i was super happy i was making new friends meeting new people i think that's where my people skills developed um also it was a difficult childhood in the sense that my biological father wasn't um uh, there was something wrong and and we when we would move from one city to another uh, mom would start from scratch so she, we would go from zero savings and then she would build it back up with a new job in a new new city new country no but why did you move from country to country 
So, uh, unfortunately, there was something that always went wrong with the way uh, my biological dad um, worked, tried to work in those places and something or the other went wrong and we had to leave immediately. Uh, I I don't want to get into the details, but it wasn't very pleasant, obviously, as you can guess. Um, And mom had to find a job. Basically, we had to move out from that country, right? Um, So so just think about this, right, Akshay, like in my mind, we restarted our lives four times from scratch. So to little kid Pratik, the definition of risk was nothing. What's the worst that happened? You'll go to zero? No worries. Mom climbed back up and I will climb back too. So for me, the definition of risk was nothing, right? Because my mom just built this so many times, built the family so many times. Uh, new entrepreneurship comes so naturally because <laughs> because there's some risk involved. Like worst case scenario, kya hoga? <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll just start from zero. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, what kind of work did your mom do? Like when she went from one place to another, was it mostly like she found jobs and moved up in the, the corporate world or did she start her own stuff or what like? Right, right. Uh, so educationist, right? So she was a principal. She was a, uh, in Abu Dhabi back then. Uh, she was um, uh, the, the, a school teacher. And she would go out of her way to work so much in the in this in this place called Birds of Hope for nursery kids, and she worked so much that one day, uh, and, and the principal had a lot of attitude. There's this amazing story around this, right? So, uh, and and uh, the the principal said, "Hey, do you think?" Uh, sorry, the owner said, "Fale Faisal, I think was his name, and he said, "Do you think you can do a better job as a principal?" And mom said, "Me, principal? I don't think so." And that's how she got the job, and she never looked back, right? Uh, and then she kept getting uh, a job as a principal in different different countries, different schools. Okay, okay, amazing. So, where did you finally settle down? And like, you know, when did your father get back into a more productive role in your life? Right. So, uh, I think in Singapore, uh, after Singapore, we went to um, uh, Malaysia. That's where I was studying in grade eight, equivalent to grade eight. Um, and uh, that that was awesome. So that was a British curriculum. The people were great. It was it was a wonderful experience. And that's when uh, mom uh, divorced uh, our biological father. And then we came back to India. Not back to India. I came to India for the first time. Imagine me with this British accent. <laughs> I didn't know Hindi, and I have to find a school. Oh, it was terrible, Akshay. <laughs> and mom found, um, you know. Uh, Ratanbir Singh, who's now my dad. And he's like, Beta, what do you want to do? I'm like, Dad, I want to be rich. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be Tata Sons, you know, how do I be billionaires? <laughs> uh, so I said, Yeah, so I said, I want to start a hedge fund, I want to own a hotel, etc. Et this is like when you were still in school, you knew what's ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Because to me, uh, money was a big problem, right? We would move from one city to another and we always start from scratch. I'm like, okay, if I can just take care of this money bit, right? Then, you know, we can just play in the playground all day. You know, you know we can have fun. All day. <laughs> so, it became this mountain I wanted to climb. I'm like, yeah, money ka problem nahi hona Did you hate India when you first came here? I mean, you know, considering that you lived in, like, say, Singapore. Dude, that's such a bad question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, after like a clean country like Singapore coming into the chaos of India, you know, like, was it like a culture shock? Look, culture shock. Yeah, I think I think when I'm I think when I'm when you meet adults, they're very nice to you. The culture shock happened when I met people my age. Achha. In what way? Like, 
I mean, because I mean, dude, imagine this young kid coming with a British accent saying your country is dirty. I mean, what do you think is going to happen, right? I should have been beaten up. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but yeah, but I remember not liking India when I first arrived. I am sorry, I'm saying that I love this country now, but as a kid when I came, it just wasn't uh, as pleasant as I thought. And also, I didn't have friends, right? So kids, uh, kids just want friends. Um, so yeah. Um, so what do we talk about next? What happened after I came back to India? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, so, so dad, dad, dad's in the army, right? Uh, so colonel. So we were in Delhi, Chanakyapuri, and obviously no friends, no school, uh, and no school uh, uh, admitted me into their in their uh, class nine because they said, "Apko Hindi nahi aati, ya pass nahi karega, bol nahi sakte, lik nahi sakte, mera wo down ho jayega." You go back to class eight. Maine bola, "Yar, class eight, fir se jaunga." Vaise hi I was one year or one and a half years overage, so I'm like, I'll lose like two and a half years. And just time went by. I just couldn't get admission into a school. And uh, dad called me, and he's like, "Boya, I've opened a brokerage account with ICIC Direct." I'm like, "Brokerage account? What? What is that?" And that moment changed my life. I think, right? So he said, "Boya, it's stocks. It can't be rocket science. Uh, you know, just go online and just figure it out." I mean, he was to dad, right? And dad just put money in it, and he said, "Just figure it out." So uh, that's how. That's why I said everything in my life is because of dad. Uh, persistence because of great persistence, mom, and then career all dad. So I started trading, man, at the age of seventeen, and uh, I think this is two thousand six. And dad's in the army, so hey, hey, he would keep moving every two, three years. But that wasn't surprising to me. I was already used to it. <laughs> so then we moved to Nainital, and you know, uh, army men get these weird postings. They won't get Nainital. They'll get Ghoda Khal, you know. They won't get a normal-sounding city. They won't get Alwar. They'll get like Tijara village. <laughs> It's damn weird. So we obviously he said Nainital, but it is actually a place called Ghoda Khal. <laughs> and and then obviously I was translating. I'm like Ghoda means horse, Khal means skin. What kind of place is this? <laughs> So uh, that's where you know again no friends self isolation just traded in the stock market. Hmm. Uh, did you uh, did you ever go back to school to get that uh, that stamp of uh, schooling done? Uh, no. Okay, that's brave. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, back yeah. I mean, now it sounds odd. I, I wish uh, maybe it happened, but. Back then, um, I was just like, "Hey, if I can make more money than when these idiots graduate from college, then it's okay." <laughs> uh, but that didn't happen. <laughs> then I was the idiot. Uh, so, <laughs> um, were you like making money from trading, or like I, I, I assume you like your days would be full of uh, reading about stock markets, learning how to trade, and stuff like that. Correct. Yeah. So I, I read hundreds and hundreds of books. Like I would just gorge books every day. I would look at charts and stock market data for at least ten hours a day, if not more, every single day, including Sundays. I was wholeheartedly dedicated to this. Like I would sweat volume and bar charts. You know, <laughs> like, like when I would cough, I would say Sensex. I was completely in it. <laughs> Uh, and, and I said, "Look, burn my bridges." Like Dad told me the story. He said, "When people went into war and they knew they were going to lose, uh, they they would burn their bridges. So if they came in ships, they would ask the ships to leave." And they said, "Now the only way for you to survive is to actually beat the crap out of the people in front of you." 
Um, and that's what dad said, right? So just burn your bridges. I said, okay, there's no plan B. Plan B is to make plan A work and I will become a successful trader. And there was no education around this, you know, actually, like when I would tell people I want to be a trader, they would say trader, that's not a thing. It probably still is. People don't consider it a profession. Uh, I just, there's no support from older folks apart from parents. So uh, it, it wasn't a career, right? But I wanted to start a hedge fund and I would sit you know, on this vision board, writing down, okay, if I managed a hundred million dollars, how much would I make in fees? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, how would that work? <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. But there was no place where I could learn this. So a lot of simple things took me many, many years to learn. So I've been trading for what, 13 years now. Um, and, I, and I feel like a lot of simple things which could have shortened the learning curve could have just been taught in a few weeks, right? But it took me so many years to understand because you just had to do it by making a lot of mistakes. So I think that was a lot of time wasted. Uh, but anyway. So uh, you moved to Nanital. Uh, what next? Like you continued to trade there. Like how many years were you in Nanital? Correct. So about a year. Uh, and then, and then I said, okay, this trading thing is getting really difficult. I also want to do a job and have friends because since I've come back from Malaysia, not had friends, I want to go to Panchkula and I'm going to find a job. And I, uh, this, this friend of mine, Sahil, he said, dude, you can come anytime you want. Mera ghar tumhara ghar hai. And I thought that <laughs> And without telling him much, I landed up at his home saying, hi, I'm going to stay with you forever. <laughs> and his parents just looked at me. And said, who is this guy? And he said, no, your, your son told me that this house is, is my house. So I'm going to stay So I don't think his parents liked me. <laughs> they unceremoniously asked me to leave after a few weeks. But I did get a job in a call center, actually, which is very interesting. I think that's when I learned the most important skill anyone should learn. What is that? That's sales. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dude, sales gets such a bad rap, right? Sales is not calling a random person and saying, Kya aapka RO filter expire ho gaya hai? <laughs> uh, I think sales is about finding what the other person wants and solving that problem for him. And that empathy and problem solving skill and trying to figure out a solution and get the joy in the other person's mind that, yeah, hey, you solved my problem. I think everyone should know that. But I think DNA-wise, in uh, humans are self-centered. If you say, if you read the selfish gene by Richard Dawkins, that's what it said, right? Self-preservation, me, 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 me. Um, but no one learns empathy, right? Um, so so I, I, I think that was really cool. I, I sold, missold, missold <laughs> um, travel packages to Australians. Um, and on the handsome 12,000 rupees a month as the top seller over there. So that was cool. And uh, how long did you do sales for them? So that was a year, uh, again a year. Um, but I was living alone, very underconfident. I wouldn't use the bus service actually because I was scared to ask them to drop me. So I would walk to my room. I don't know why I did that. Uh, I was also like 18, 17, right? So I mean, what do you expect? And um, they're like, you're below 18. Why would I give you a job? So these guys gave me a call center job. And you didn't have that school certificate also. People are like, which year are you in college? I'm like, dude, <laughs> let's not talk about this, please. Can I sell you this pen? Please ask me that HR question. Sell me this pen. <laughs> I'll do better, I promise. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
uh, and then uh, you know, I felt very ill because I wasn't eating. People would come and have my lunch, and I was only eating once a day. I don't know why. Actually, I think I was just very underconfident and scared to do anything. And I wouldn't tell people don't eat my lunch. I don't know why. And uh, I just became very yeah, weak. I, I just I, I'm not able to picture you like that. I mean, because <laughs> I'm a fat ass now. <laughs> no not in that sense but you being underconfident i mean you moved from country to country you saw your mom building stuff up from scratch and i mean how did you get into that kind of mind space of being underconfident and so underconfident that you couldn't tell people i want to eat my own lunch i'll be honest i think after so much of expectation that you know i'll manage money i'll do well in trading and 3 years went by and my friends were getting into college and i thought i just lost the race akshay i just thought that like they they'll get placement i wasted my years and i'm i'm a total loser i'm working here i'm earning such a small amount um you know what did i really do what if i don't turn out everything that i wanted to and maybe that is snowballed i think that's a good question <laughs> okay okay so uh, how did you like kind of come out of that mindset uh i don't think i did for a long time <laughs> um then uh, i got this job as marketing head at this school called sapphire international school in ranchi like and a regular cbse school uh it was a uh, it was i it was a british it was cambridge cambridge affiliate uh, so again international right so they like oh you understand this you've done uh, gce etc I I mean I didn't give my all levels but I knew what the pattern was at least. <laughs> um, and and they said you come and do marketing and they said head of marketing and there there's no one there. There's just one desk. I'm like who am I heading to like no you you are you are the only person. <laughs> so so uh, and basically my job was to talk to parents and tell them why they should join the school. Uh, how, uh, so, how did you like uh, how did you get the job? Like did you like convince the owner to hire you or was that it or like how did that happen like right. i mean you're not a obvious choice for a school to hire as a head of marketing no like so how did that happen absolutely so i mean again i i didn't do this at all on my own this this podcast sounds you know like me demeaning myself too much actually <laughs> to be honest <laughs> i just speak the truth my mom was working at the fire international school and she said we need some help and i worked for free for a few months and then i went up i'm like 10000 salary mil sakta hai kya please <laughs> <laughs> and i was so scared and he's like yeah sure i'm like a month right because <laughs> then i started dividing it by 12 i'm like what if it's a year <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, per month. I'm like, okay, first time they got it. So that's how I got the job. Uh, okay, okay. I'm sorry if I'm disappointing you, Akshay. There's no amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, okay, now something cool happened. Uh, after we got this marketing job, right? I think I did a decent job, um, decent job explaining people, but people are very confused why such a young. 18 year old boy is explaining why my child should go to school <laughs> so um i shorted the 2008 crash this is when the 2008 subprime bubble happened and and for people who don't know what shorting is who are listening shorting is when you take a position in the stock market saying that the market will fall 
which means if the index that is nifty fell you would make money and if the index rose you would lose money um and and i put a short position on nifty and the market actually crashed and i tripled my money in 2 or 3 days wow okay how much money did you make good question <laughs> <laughs> so my 33000 rupee account went to a lakh um so in terms of monetary value it wasn't that much but i was so i didn't tell anyone how much i just said dude i tripled my money <laughs> <laughs> um, so, i was I mean, just that's all you had no? so i mean like nonetheless it is like an achievement right so so i, I was super happy about that and then i said okay the crash isn't going to happen again now what do i do <laughs> cuz crash probably happens once a decade i guess uh so like so do i wait another 10 years so you know uh to be honest you have to create systems around trading just like you create systems around businesses to keep going every quarter and you can measure everything so how how trading has to be looked on is that it's a data science you have a data problem which is uh, the 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 price and you look at that price and you find irregularities and based on those irregularities and probability you can consistently make money in the stock market hmm. right okay uh, okay the problem is how do you execute regularly with full discipline um every single day for a year people are not able to do that and what are you supposed to do which is the strategy people are not able to get that um so these two things you can put together like wildly successful Forbes five Forbes hundred may I think twenty five people are hedge fund managers. Okay, okay. Uh, they're all traders, but they're so low key, no one knows their name. So you should go out and search hedge fund managers pay, and you'll see two billion, three billion. Is sal ka kamate right? So mm-hmm. there is a way to do it. It's just that it's not talked about as much. Hmm. Okay, okay. Anyway, um, should I move forward? Yeah, yeah. Please, please. Hmm. Um, so after that, I said, okay. It seems like you know. Uh, I mean, I want to make money, but. this seems like the compounding of this at 30% a year will take a few decades to reach a billion dollars so what do we do next <laughs> um and i said okay i'll start a cafe because ccd was very popular remember ccd cafe coffee yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not so long back not so long back um it's sad what happened in the end but uh i said okay if ccd can do it we can do it why don't we build something called nights cafe and uh, that's what we tried to do we tried to build a cafe i went to yeah, a bank uh we were planning to do this in chandigarh because that's where uh, uh like dad used to stay a lot of my friends that i made uh were so- online they were all in chandigarh for some reason so i said okay we'll just build it there because everyone's there and uh we used to play this this game on facebook and that's where i made friends <laughs> and uh so so nights cafe we made so actually we did everything except the business model dude like we made the logo we did the menu card we did all that uh, we did the location the interiors the kind of chairs we should have and the upholstery on it uh, but not who's the chef not what will they eat where will the people come from like none of that <laughs> um and obviously that failed because um it just failed we we spent 6 7 months on that project the bank said yes yeah, we we'll fund it okay and we means like who else was with you So me, Swati Sharma, who was my friend, uh, still is, and uh, I reached out to her because her mom was in the bank, and I said, "Hey, we need a loan to build this really awesome cafe. So can I, can I speak to your mom?" And uh, and I'm like, "Okay, since her mom is gonna help us," uh, and she connected us to a completely different bank and said, "Do this, and they might give you the loan." 
and uh, they agreed actually that IDBI was the bank and they said we we'll give you the loan just give me this 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 you know give me the location and we'll release the amount because it's a small amount and i said okay fine and 6 uh, 7 months went by and i got everything aligned right the everything was aligned including the interior designer everyone and then i go to the bank i'm like you asked for all these documents it's ready please release the amount and he said no no you can't do this please leave and i was just it was just sad right uh, just sad uh so a lot of time went over there and and that didn't start but i learned a lot i learned that um, just because people agree you shouldn't believe that they'll do it <laughs> um, you know words are cheap uh, actions are hard and uh, you asked we so then swati sharma uh, ankush overoy was my friend mayank atharv and gorov these were all friends of mine and we all said we'll start this and we decided equity and all of that <laughs> um uh, and, and that's the story right and uh, by this time i was earning some uh 12 to 13000 a month from trading pretty consistently okay uh, but i knew it's not going to be in crores anytime soon i was a successful trader but i didn't have the capital yeah right okay um so and and, and we would make i would make money very consistently like very rarely would a week go in losses um almost every week would be profitable so that that was nice but it took a long time to reach there i guess um and then i'll just fast forward uh, we then there were two other companies i tried to start with your online education on trading one was trader saying forum and the other one is called tradenomics uh both didn't do well because the owner didn't like the idea of video and thought that no one will consume video for education online mm, okay <laughs> oh, owner meaning like you weren't you the owner uh, so he was the guy funding it and he said i'll give you equity but you i have to run it he gave me a fancy vice president title and said you have to run everything uh, i'll fund it and i think he said i'll give you 12% of the company or something like that and uh, but that didn't work out because uh, i i call this alignment issues you know that the top that the management didn't agree on things and i think that's why most rock bands and startups fail <laughs> <laughs> but the band doesn't fail the people do <laughs> they just <laughs> Uh, got it. Okay. Stick stick together. Don't don't you think? Actually, what's been your experience in this? Uh, yeah. So my uh, very first venture was like very similar to yours in the sense that we had zero understanding of business. क्या होता है? You know, वो धंधा जो है वो उसकी कोई understanding नहीं थी. We were starting a education thing, and uh, our calculation was like this: that okay, in one class, one faculty can handle ten kids. So for every faculty we hire we can make x rupees so yes. it's just, we just need to hire lots of faculty and <laughs> so you know again no we did not even stop to think ke acha wo faculty se itna kamayenge lekin wo bacche kahan se aayenge you know so that <laughs> so yeah i completely relate to what you're saying in terms of the the newbie mistakes and eventually when uh, money doesn't come in early then i've also seen that the differences kind of crop up you know but because once money starts coming in then you make your differences uh, like typically uh, you would make more efforts to go in the direction where the money is coming the alignment might happen just because you see money coming from that direction so you are mm-hmm. automatically aligned you know so I, i think probably maybe in your case the money didn't start coming in early enough that could mm-hmm. be the reason Yeah, I I totally agree. And then <clears throat> I think there are just three things to business. 
uh, what I've understood so far. One is the people. Are they motivated and they really care about this, etc.? And can you can you keep them motivated and stuck together? Second is obviously capital. Like, do you either raise capital or your cash flow is strong? One of the two. And the third is distribution, right? Like, is this a machine that can continuously grow over the next few years at least, uh, versus just one-off project where you get and then the business dies away? You know, like I think that going concern thing is very difficult to do. Consistency, kaise aega? You know, it's easy to do a consulting project, earn some money, and then feel like. Oh, I earned two lakh rupees this month, but can you really do that every month for the next X years? I mean, that's difficult. Right? I think making money and then building a business—they're completely different things, right? Actually, like I mean, we could just stop running the business and just do consulting and just make money, right? But that's very different from building a business machine, right? They're two different right. things, I guess. Right. Yeah. So over these two failures, you kind of learned about uh, building a business. Correct. Correct. um about i think over here i just learned alignment uh that how the founding team has to be super aligned and super talented um and their expectations should be set because i don't think i actually ran a business at this point because they just never took off like executing you know, it's so easy to make that ppt and plan and then project and all of that but can you really execute a simple idea i mean the listeners listening think about it can you can you even start a blog which is the simplest thing to do and just do one post a day one post a week for the next 4 months i bet most people can't right it's easy to get excited in the initial idea but can you really execute i don't think most people can i mean it's difficult and i couldn't <clears throat> um so i said okay enough of this and uh, there was this uh, which year was it when the second venture also didn't work out oh that's a good question so market scientist which is the following venture started 2014 so i'm guessing This is two thousand eleven, I guess, or twelve, twelve, probably two thousand twelve or thirteen. Sorry, two thousand twelve, somewhere there. So I, I, I'll find out. Uh, it's probably twelve or thirteen. And uh, there was this drama in the end, and you know, I it, it was all online because I was not with this person, and I just said I'm leaving from now, and I can't do this anymore, and and that's how it ended. and i never took a salary never earned anything off it just wasted time i guess but learned about alignment the new venture um there's these two websites right duolingo and code academy i still love them to this date and still think about them because they make you do something to teach you something versus give you a lecture right and i think lectures are like totally outdated uh, although that's what learnup does right now but but, uh, but but i think they're history so um with market scientist i said okay i'm going to create this platform where just like duolingo and code academy you can actually um draw lines on a trend line on a chart you know do valuations on an excel sheet all online and be able to learn these skills by actually doing it in real data versus listening to someone or reading a book and i said okay how do i do this i can't hire someone and i just learned coding a very basic I would copy code snippets, make them work somehow. Um, there's no option of hiring a freelancer, also, right? Because there's no there's no capital. It's just you. Um, I, I just learned coding. Started marketscientist.in. Started posting blogs every day. Started posting bunch of stuff every day. And I was told that if I compare brokers, then brokers would and if someone clicks on open an account, they would happily give me a commission. I said, oh wow, I can make money from this. I never knew that, and and we used to get about a thousand users a day, which was really surprising. Um, but I think no one was doing this actually. That's why, right? 
okay so this was like a um like your uh, solo uh, venture on the same concept only that you wanted to teach people how to trade correct that's right and so were trader sane forum and tradernomics the two before this they were the same but then someone else owned it and it didn't happen but this is the same thing but except i said i'll do video because i think you know video works um right uh i'll tell you a little story if you don't mind of a turning point over here yeah 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 so the two largest i mean the two most interesting brokerage houses in the country today are zerodha and upstocks have you heard of them yeah 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 so back then they weren't zerodha and upstocks they were just zerodha and upstocks um, <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm being honest, right? So, uh, and and what happened was, I wrote to both of them, uh, to Nitin Kamath from Zyoda, saying, "Hey, you know, I run this amazing, mind-blowing website, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, I'd like to, you know, take a commission every time someone opens an account through us." <laughs> um, and uh, and and then, you know, do you think we could work together? I think I can create an education portal within Zyoda, and we can call it uh, Zyoda Academy or something like that. and i simultaneously also wrote to rksv which was which is no upstocks saying the same thing uh nitin didn't reply that at that point because he was unwell which i found out later but these guys at rksv uh, said okay uh, you know we want to do something and then ragu called and dude he called from america main to itna khush tha matlab foreign number se phone aa raha hai i have hit the big time baby <laughs> And I picked up his call, and an American actually is like, "Hi, Pratik, how are you doing?" बहुत बढ़िया जी आप कैसे हैं? So I was just happy someone from America was calling me. <laughs> He's like, "We love your website, and we think that you know we can possibly work together." I said, "Oh, that's great, Jagoshwami. <laughs> I would love to work with you." <laughs> I think you have the talent, but you don't have the resources, and we could provide that to you. So I said that's great. And then I went to Dad. I'm like, he's saying resources. He means money, right? <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> uh, so uh, eventually, basically, um, we we talked a lot, right? Okay, okay, we'll start this new venture, and we'll we'll teach people, and they have all these users. They had twelve thousand users back then. I think Upstart today has. uh i think they have like 10 lakh users now or something like that that's crazy right there were 12000 then so that's crazy um and they said okay we'll build this and you know education can be a big funnel for us and it's great and i believe in education and ravi actually believed in education so so did jenny so did nitin actually they all do and and and, and uh, we we spoke a lot and he said you know pratik let's meet uh, on 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 over the weekend I said okay, but you're in ba- you're in Mumbai, right? So he's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll send you tickets, obviously. I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Can you please add breakfast to it, please? <laughs> I don't want to pay for the sandwich. Not good anyway. <laughs> And surprisingly, dude, at that point, suddenly Nitin replies saying, "Hey, Pratik, um, sorry, I was unwell. This is really cool. I'm coming to uh, Delhi on Saturday." Let's meet. I was like, "Wow, Nitin wants to meet me! Holy shit!" <laughs> I was damn happy, and uh, I told this to RKSV guys, and they're like, "Okay, I'll call you back." And then they call, and then they, I get an email actually saying, "We don't want to meet you over the weekend. I've sent you a ticket for tomorrow morning, five o'clock. Before you meet Zeva, you have to meet us." <laughs> and that's great, right? So I was like, "Oh wow, this is fantastic." uh this was great for my my confidence by the way which was 
as you know, low all the time. And uh, I went to Mumbai and, you know, a few drinks later, I was sold. <laughs> we went to this bar, I think it's Tiki Bar or something in Bandra. And uh, they were just great, man. They were just fantastic hosts and, and their vision and everything was perfect. And uh, in the end, I also met Nitin that weekend. And in the end, uh, it just seemed because I'd spent so much time with Upstocks on like thinking on what the platform should be, what the content should be. Uh, I said, okay, we'll build Trade Academy together. Plus the Daru would have helped. I think so, man. Like, damn. <laughs> the Daru changed everything. Uh, but to be honest, I've met a lot of brokerage, uh, the owners of a lot of brokerage houses. It's probably only these guys who are the nicest, smartest, most intelligent and have the vision and all of that, you know, but a lot of the other CEOs just want to run the brokerage for just like that, you know, maybe because they're hired hands, Akshay, you know, they're not, they don't own the business, they're not founders. Uh, but I, it's only these guys, even some smaller businesses like SaaS Online, uh, fairly unknown, but really smart owner. Um, I think the guys who actually own it, who want to change the industry, uh, actually do something. The rest are just there, you know, like whatever. So that's the story. The market scientist ran for about eight, nine months. It made some money and then it just turned to Trade Academy. And then we ran Trade Academy for uh, a good four Trade years. Academy was owned by Upstocks. Like you had some stake in it or what was the arrangement? Correct. Yeah. So basically, a uh, market scientist uh, was supposed to, uh, I mean, was supposed to own a stake in Trade Academy. Um, and uh, that's how it was supposed to be. And, 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 and to be honest, I think a lot of what I've learned from business is from Ravi Srini and Raghu. Like, there's no doubt about it from Upstocks, right? I learned why, so much from them. Why do you say it was supposed to be? Like, why so, do you think that? Uh, no? That uh, the arrangement didn't uh, go through. Be I think because uh, Trade Academy could have grown to something better, uh, but it didn't. And uh, I also feel like um, we didn't as a business do as well as we could have. Like the resources that Upstocks gave us, um, I don't think I was qualified or smart enough to actually grow that business as much as I should have. Um, and for that reason, one, I don't think I deserved that because it didn't grow as much. Um, and, and two, it just seemed like Upstocks wanted more accounts, which made sense for them. And I wanted to monetize education. Right. And they are like, no, don't monetize. And if, I mean, if you monetize it, it should be a decent stream of revenue. And they're completely right. And if you're not monetizing, then open accounts. Do either of the two. So I don't think we did either great. We would make maybe five, six lakhs a month, which is not great. Uh, right. Maybe some month you would make like eight, nine lakhs. But again, that's not impressive. Um, so I would say because I, again, I was not able to align all of this properly. I didn't know how to run business. I mean, I probably still don't. Um, it didn't work out for that reason. Uh, but I mean, if you look at them, they've gone to like a million users, right? So, I mean, uh, they obviously knew what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, they're still running Trade Academy? So after I left Trade Academy shut down. Do you think that's sad, Akshay? Like, I mean, I don't know what else should... I really tried to make it work and we did a lot, but it just didn't happen. You know? uh, but I guess it is what it is. Yeah. Um, uh. Uh, Zerodha also has that Zerodha Academy na? and I've uh, heard a few interviews of uh, Nitin Kamat talking about how that is like a major asset for them, the Zerodha yeah. Academy. Yeah, they have something called Varsity run by run by genius Karthik. 
um and uh, kartik's super smart right he just writes he just writes blogs and there's nothing special in writing a blog but what he did was he just wrote the best damn blog in the world you know like there's no better uh, resource out there for text if you want to learn about stocks uh, than kartik's writing and he just became so damn good at it if you remember that that three idiots wala लाइन कि अगर तुम घास कटना बनना चाहते हो लेकिन बेस्ट घास कटर नहीं बनते हो तो व्हाट्स द पॉइंट आई नो हुई थिंग इज दे डोंट सेल जीरो ऑन इट सो इफ यू रीड एनी थिंग इन वार्सिटी दे डोंट से ओपन एन अकाउंट दे डोंट से काइट इज ऑसम दे डोंट से एनी थिंग लाइक दैट एवर प्योर एजुकेशन प्योर एजुकेशन इट्स वेरी क्लीन and kartik was very clear uh, clear about this he's like i want to make this only about education if it brings us goodwill great if it doesn't then it doesn't <laughs> um but yeah i mean he was totally right um, i mean yeah i would be like nahi 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 plug in my brokerage company here but you know nitin didn't do that so <laughs> um so anyway after trade academy that shut down unfortunately and then uh, now is the fifth startup <laughs> which is the one app um where again i would say i think i've learned the most ever and uh, learnup basically today has a million people landing on its before you come to today tell me how it started like learnup uh, what was the well uh, your uh, you decide to walk away from trade academy and uh, you know then what was going on in your mind what what led to learnup from that uh, trade academy walking away um right i mean uh, i uh, i would rephrase that i didn't walk away i think we both walked away because you know i th- both of us couldn't make it work so you know not that it's their fault or anything um so uh, after that uh, honestly i had no plan so after that my my wife was working in mahindra finance actually and she's like mujhe off lena hai i don't like this job i don't like this job for a long time and then one day suddenly i'm like i'm not no longer part of trade academy and uh we both of us have walked away from the project and she's like what i wanted to quit you quit i'm like yeah you <laughs> 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 a bit upset and i she's like what are you going to do i'm like i don't know but i feel free <laughs> and i joined the gym i joined mixed martial arts in the morning in the afternoon i would swim in the evening i would go for a cycle ride or a walk and that's what i did for a few weeks um and then uh, i realized someone has to pay the bills and then i uh, reached out to a few brokerage houses and said hey i'll just do these l- online webinars for you and uh, the thing was at this point my trading was so automated and so good that i was already earning enough uh, to like make savings which meant that i could pay off all the bills and still have money left over and the thing about automated trading is that i don't need to be involved i just run the program and it trades for me i would just monitor it once a week maybe over the weekends Mm, okay how do you uh, do automated trading uh, trading like did you write code for it or is this something which you can like get through a saas platform or like uh, how do you do that like right so hire quants and uh, and coder and developers and you have to write custom code for it so you don't have saas platforms for it yet um you have like partial uh par- partial solutions but not end to end so you'll have to come up with your own strategy by doing all that data crunching then once you come up with that strategy you actually automate it in python and place orders in the exchange uh, stuff like that and then you finally come up with your uh, trades so, so you like 
do like a api connection to some Correct. broking platform and then yeah. your python based uh, software executes trades based on the algorithm that you create yeah, absolutely absolutely and and it doesn't cost anything right so the the api itself would cost a thousand some people even give that for free as a brokerage cost and you pay your developer that that's it so you hired a developer and got all this done correct right? yeah correct uh, a good developer who was paid very well and he would basically you know i would tell him the strategy he would code it we would build it and then we would execute it and and we still do it today you know so it's just on a simple digital ocean server it runs every day it logs in every day it trades every day that, that's it so yeah. so so that was cool uh, that uh, that also brought a lot of financial freedom and and uh, like mental freedom right like i can do what i feel like if i don't like it i won't do it so i think that's very powerful um and i said okay uh, and i started doing these live classes with people and they started paying me for per class because i just like talking as you can see <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. and then they would pay something for that and i i enjoyed that for a while and then uh, my now co-founder uh, so we were co four co-founders so hail swati ankush and i'm the founder and ceo pratik swati is uh, your wife also swati is also my wife that's right <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. I went to her for a loan, and now you know I'm married. <laughs> uh, okay. And uh, so Ankush said, you know, you should go talk to uh, Nitin. I'm like, dude. I mean, why would Nitin Kamat, you know, one of the smartest entrepreneurs, even listen to me? He said, no, no, you should write to him. And I wrote to him after I think a few months of leaving Trade Academy after just doing nothing, and he said, uh, you know, come over, meet so, me. The four of you, uh, like. decided that you want to start uh, this uh, like an online education venture together and then you wrote to nitin or like uh, like right. what was the stage at that time right uh, that's a good question so uh, back then it was just me and ankush who said we'll uh, make videos and give it to other brokerage houses and uh, you know we'll just earn from that and one of the ideas for be- for our like reaching out was like let's just talk to nitin and see what happens Okay. the idea wasn't that we'll build an education platform actually so learn app still wasn't born uh it was just like let's speak to him and then he's like no pradeep like you have great quality and this great and last time it didn't happen and you know give me a good business plan and i presented to him the world's worst business plan but <laughs> <laughs> i made sure it was the world's worst i mean i tried my best but it was the world's worst business plan i still have it saved someday i'll show it you know publicly <laughs> of what not to do so you know these are the list you know everything i've done is wrong so now that i think about my life <laughs> everything i screwed up so i gave him that and that list basically said we'll reach out to chartered accountancy coaches and pratik singh will teach them about trading investing and this is the market size and this is why you should invest um i don't know what he saw but it's i'm pretty sure he didn't see the business plan as viable he saw something else i don't know what i mean god bless him uh, he he basically invested of the belief that we will build something in the future and there there might be some value here so if anything like the second life was given by him right uh, because he trusted in in me and not my ability i don't know what but it was just me right that he'll do do something he'll figure it out so he actually funded and uh, the idea was that pratik singh will teach like seven eight courses we'll charge 3000 per course and i said will this really become a billion dollar company you know where like everyone's listening to pratik so i so then i made this framework akshay i want to share this with you it's called 
the genie and the lamp framework right basically you imagine you have all the network in the world you have all the money in the world you have everything you just don't have time okay that's the only constraint you have and you design a plan that you can do with the current team you have so you can't hypothetically place larry king on your team or barack obama on your team like you know? um so you just place uh with your current team what would you do if you had these unlimited resources so i said okay if warren buffett is teaching investing if like barack obama is teaching how to talk etc etc i think that would be interesting uh barack obama's example is wrong uh but i, I said okay if this fund manager is teaching valuations if that fund manager is teaching top down analysis so on so forth that would be of some value because it's not a professor it's an actual guy who's managing billions of dollars i thought that's interesting uh and i said okay this was like super cheap super affordable then we have a shot at getting lakhs and lakhs of users so i went sorry yeah um so i went on again my photoshop skills because by now i was designing all these all these previous startups i used to do the design right um oh by the way when i was in fairview um to get us through school that's in malaysia i would work in fairview's admin office after hours and they would pay me in kind by giving us the uniforms and also reducing the fees slightly so that's how the school happened in malaysia so my 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 basis in design was built built there so even today like i'm heavily involved involved in learn apps design uh, and i made this page right akshay where i put all these faces of these people and said falad dimka person teaching ashish chohan bombay stock exchange teaching capital market so on so forth see your bombay stock exchange teaching this and i made all these faces on the photoshop and i said this is what i want to build and i literally went to all those people with that photoshop file and said mujhe ye banana hai kya aap learn app se khayenge and people like mahesh patel who manages 40 billion dollars said yes wow okay and that's how we got our first 10 people you did like a cold email to them or like how did you get time from them i landed up on their freaking office waited until they gave me an appointment and talked to them and i remember i was sitting and uh, is my third visit there and finally mahesh patel the cio just walks in slim guy as a like, damn and and he's managing 40 billion i think at that time and i showed him this 10 minutes into it he just asked me why are you doing this i said i wasn't formally educated but i think i still made it and i think if people who've been there teach what actually needs to be taught versus theoretical stuff that no one will ever use i think we can change the way financial education works and i just saw this glint in his eye and he said okay i'll do it what do you want from me and then that's how we got the first 10 people i think all of them were managing at least a billion dollars at that time and all of them that's how we got our first 10 people um and and that's how learn app started right so um i mean that's it <laughs> so you uh, like got them to like you took a video uh, crew to their place and shot them teaching a course or like how did how did the first version of the product launch yeah i mean the first version wasn't great to be honest but uh, uh the first version was basically we would um, ask them questions and we would plan uh, a day in advance of what needs he needs to be teaching and we would film them their teams would get involved get out data so main patel for example from aditya bill like taught um, when oil goes up how does the stock market react so macroeconomics and stock markets 
and sector wise. So if oil went up, how would the industry react? How would the airline industry react? So on and so forth. And he uses this daily. Um, and, and that that was interesting. And, and basically the idea was it should be filmed like a movie. So it's super interesting because no one wants to listen to a talking head. So it's produced extremely well. Like we have sound engineers. We have these nice cameras there. We have great lighting. Uh, we have great storytelling. There's a good flow. The animation is great. The production quality is top notch. So if you compare Coursera, Udacity, Coursera is probably at 4% completion rate. We are at 55%. Well, no, because our, our production quality is high. Second and was that a leader should teach something. Was, uh, uh, the production quality was funded by uh, Nitin's money, basically. I mean, yeah, that's what we did. But but to be honest, it didn't cost that much, right? Nitin, uh, I, Nitin. Uh, so remember, zero that didn't fund us. Nitin personally did, right? There's a difference, uh, and it was 1.7 crores that he gave us, and uh, we the startup cost, like when we launched, we had spent 35 lakhs on this. I don't think that's a lot of money. And to get like these 10 billionaires on board and a, and a full-fledged uh, LMS system that we built with our own tech team from scratch, um, I mean, 35 lakh. You like hired a tech team also like uh, at, at that stage only? Correct. Uh, keep in mind, these guys weren't paid well at all. They were paid at probably one-sixth or one-seventh of their market value. Everyone was. And they all did it for only one reason, because they thought that we were building something amazing. Hmm, hmm. Okay. So, so that was like your personal uh, selling skills that helped you get this off uh, at like a 35 lakh number. I certainly hope so. <laughs> because I knew one thing that once you start up, um, there will be 10 things that change and you need to have enough money in the bank to change that because you could you can be wrong. By now I knew that I am going to be wrong somewhere and I don't realize it. So, so that's why I, I, I'm a cost Nazi. I try to keep costs as low as possible. Um, although today, Learn App probably spends like 25 to 30 lakhs a month just to run the business. Uh, and we're profitable, Akshay. We didn't raise any money after that. We're completely profitable, high 70% margin, uh, and we're just cash flow positive, right? We're not raising money from venture capitalists. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, amazing. So uh, the first version, then uh, what was the traction like? How many customers signed up and uh, how did you go about acquiring customers? Right, so I think, uh, the, I thought it would be a big deal in the press and all would talk about it, but nothing like that happened. Um, we just made an announcement on social media and the first day was amazing. Uh, we did 5 lakh rupees worth of sales in the first day. And I was I was super pumped. Um, we announced the brand of your teachers, like your the educators. Uh, their brand was pulling in the audience. Correct. Correct. It was just new, right? Like a billionaire fund manager is teaching me. I wonder what he'll teach me. And and here's what happened, right? So I'll tell you the complaints, the hits, and the misses. The hits were that people are like, "This is amazing. I didn't know all of this." Wow, it's amazing value for money. We were charging 500 rupees a month to access all the 10 courses. Um, we're still charging 500 a month, but now we have 100 courses. So I think we need to change pricing, Akshay. <laughs> it's still 500 rupees. But okay, I need to change that. Uh, but we're probably going to change that soon. Um, and, it's, and the misses was, is that people said, hey, I expected to learn something highly complex from these people. So all the advanced guys who've been in markets for like decades or, or maybe even five, six years, they were disappointed that, hey, why is this guy teaching me about like macroeconomics and stuff? I want to learn like something really deep, really complex. 
And we just weren't producing that kind of content yet. So those were the misses. And I realized that the, because the, the bottom of the pyramid is always the most, right? The beginners who want beginner and intermediate content. Um, so, so that, uh, you know, uh, I think that will be successful, but the guys up, they didn't like it. Uh, I don't think anyone hmm. who so was did you like it. spend money to get customers like Facebook ads and all that, or oh, yeah, so- never, never. So we don't have a CAC. We don't spend, we just do something called retargeting, uh, which you obviously know when someone lands on learn we show them an ad, uh, but we don't do ads ads. Plus I don't like the idea of doing ads. Um, you know, like naturally, what can you do to get people coming on your own? Even today, 95% of our uh, users um, are direct type-ins. So people type in learnapp.com and come. Wow. Okay. Uh, so and then it's a large base, right? It's like almost 80,000 a month people. Okay. 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 So, so tell me about the journey from then, like from the first version of the website with 10 courses to where you are today. So I think a lot happened, right? So we tried a lot of things. In the middle, we wanted to do news and we did this story on Jet Airways and we spent two months on it and it, you know, people were so confused why we're doing news. So we stopped that. Um, I'll mostly talk about the failures because the, the hits are easy to say. Um, we did live classes a lot. So people would come, they would attend live classes uh, called webinars. Now everyone knows what it is. Uh, in 2018, surprisingly, people still didn't know what they were. Um, and but we would, live classes were with the same brand names. Um, so uh, mo- no, no. So you wouldn't have those level of people teaching, but you would have uh, practitioners teaching. So people who have seven, eight, ten years, like experts, I guess you can call them. Um, so for example, one of them was uh, a, a banker at Citibank in Hong Kong, who used to look after. He was one of the fund managers. Was he the CEO? No, but he was a fund manager. So I, I still think the level was high. Right. And, and this would be like a, a buffet, like like you have like a Netflix system, basically. You pay 500 per month and you want to do a webinar, you want to do a pre-recorded course, the, everything is open to you. Absolutely. That's right. Okay. Hmm. Um, and uh, one thing I realized, uh, the live classes would get maybe maximum of 60 people, mostly less. And we would have tens of thousands of subscribers. And I was so confused because all edtech companies would do so well with live classes. Then I realized all our users are 25 to 35 or 40. Yeah, maybe 40. They're all working professionals. They can't do the time sync, right? They don't have time. They have the money, but they don't have the time. And uh, that's why all the other edtech companies which cater to kids, jinka kaam hi hai padai karna. They can attend live classes. So I think for uh, working adults, live classes is difficult. So that that's one thing took a while for me to want to, to understand. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's what it is. And uh, now what we're doing is we basically uh, infiltrate, if I can say, you know, Facebook groups and different Telegram groups and try to teach people uh, trading, investing and say, you know, brought to you by LearnApp. And if they like it, then they basically tell their friends and come to LearnApp. That's how we acquire our users. Okay, as in you post videos like, and the video also includes a learner branding. Correct. We'll we'll do something useful, and then we've partnered with Cred, Kotak Bank, um, Money Control, lots and lots of partners, and uh, basically those partners, we, we it's like a barter where we give them education for their users, and if those users want to upgrade, then they can subscribe to Learn App. 
So the partner gets content, we get subscribers and exposure to a large audience. And that's how we get. Uh, so imagine this, right? There are 30 lakh traders, investors in India who are like active, uh, not investors, maybe traders and 9.8 lakh visited LearnApp last year. Um, and you don't need to do ads for that, right? You just need to go to the right places where these guys go and just be there and it can work out. Hmm, okay. So your focus is uh, still like on trading or you also offer other courses now? Right. So I've always wanted to do non-trading, non-investing stuff. But is that all the affinity of our users is so close to trading investing. It's just a little difficult to do a non-trading investing course. Uh, and we did a few, right? We got Gopala Krishna from, from Tata Sons and Vani from Pepsi Direct. She's the director at Pepsi. And they all taught their thing. Uh, Vani taught marketing. And um, Gopala taught management, and those were huge successes, but but you know not as successful as the traders, because most of our users want to learn trading. So I really want to go into like programming and uh, you know all these other things as well. Uh, but you know only time will tell whether we'll do that in twenty twenty one. Okay. Although uh, once you go into like say coding and all, then that would kind of uh... I mean, there are so many other people True. who are doing coding and, True. you know, stuff like that. So maybe uh, being the king of your niche is a better strategy than... Right. Correct. And this is what a lot of venture capitalists I speak to also say the same thing. Uh, and I agree, right? Right now, this is a blue ocean. Why should I enter a red ocean? <laughs> uh, so I completely understand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, the initial courses were like short courses, which were giving yeah. broad... So what are the courses like now? So we've improved a lot, right? So now each course is uh, up to six hours, three hours long. Um, it's super deep. So now we would spend at least 40 to 45 hours in pre-production before we even record the first line. Um, previously, it was just a, a day of production, if you remember. A lot of those earlier courses have been deleted now. Because the level has changed completely. Like the amount of commitment it takes. Imagine Ramdevji, who's the CEO of Bhotiral Oswal. He participated. We spent 12, no, almost 13 hours with him. And I mean, I couldn't take out 40 hours with him, obviously, right? Because he's, uh, I, I think his business alone is worth $2 billion today. And, and him giving 13 hours just to prepare uh, to teach investing. Uh, and then we shot him for another full day. And he has so much energy. He must be decently old now right but he had so much energy to make this happen and what was his motivation i hope people can learn from this because you guys are spending time on production and making sure that it's learning and not an interview he actually opened excel sheets of companies and explained things and under and it, so that's amazing right how where else can you get that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay okay and do you pay uh, your instructors like no we uh, don't so these are all done uh, usually the people we reach out to are usually earning um, really high amounts. And, yeah, so it makes sense yeah. to, I mean, it'll be insulting to offer to pay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if I could offer, then we probably have to sell an app 10 times over. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, then it's just convincing, I guess. Mm, okay. Okay. So what is uh, like your organization structure today compared to what it was when you first launched with a couple of uh, coders in your team and your co-founders? So what is it today now? Right. So we're almost uh, 37 people today, uh, full-time employees. Uh, last year, this time, I think we were like close to nine. 
so if the trend continues uh, we should be 100 plus next year you know maybe you can help us reach that akshay <laughs> absolutely so what what is the uh, like the split of these people like these are mostly coders or no so uh, you'd be surprised to know we have only two back end engineers which includes the cto um and then we have two front end engineers so that's just a team of four people uh then we have about 15 16 editors and sound engineers and motion graphic artists uh that's the bulk um and then uh the rest people would be operations we don't have a sales team so we have one person who does customer support which is basically when a person and i think for having a lack users and having one person customer support means that the product is good and you know there's not a lot of assistance being needed and that one person basically um ask them two questions <laughs> first is did you enjoy learn up how can i help you if that person says no he solves the problem and leaves if he says yes he says hey would you like to upgrade to a 12 month plan <laughs> uh and that's it right so that's how uh, that's how that works and the total is 37 the rest people are writers so we write voice overs so imagine anything that has to be written right actually has to be structured in such a way that it waterfalls into a logical meaning so that the person understands it in a story format telling versus explaining are two different things and we are dealing with non teachers here so we have to literally teach them how to teach and that happens through structure so we have curriculum designers and writers who do that that's how you spend those 40 hours with the mentor before the actual shoot happens and and if someone says no i can't spend 40 hours then he's not the right mentor because he doesn't he's not doing this for the love of teaching he's probably doing it to be seen or have a nice trailer being made for him and those are the wrong reasons to be on learn app right the right reason is to be like can i have an impact on these people you know mm-hmm. okay so in a way you know it seems to me that uh, you are uh, a lot like say a netflix rather than an upgrad because i mean you are very very clearly in the business of creating content you know and you have like a similar approach on how you are selling it like a buffet system kind of a thing and you know so what do you think about that right absolutely in fact uh, last year that's how i described learn app that we are the netflix of education now i think it can't be further from the truth uh, i hope next year if we meet again uh, things have changed so right now people come they pay a small fee they learn everything they want to and they leave the next evolution 2021 we've introduced this already these are advanced courses i think these are the best designed courses in the world i'll tell you why these courses last 2 to 6 months number one they're taught by actual fund managers who manage again billions of dollars but they're spending 8 weeks with you live live classes and it's recorded so you'll spend 70 hours with these people you'll also spend uh uh 10 meetings with people from uh the same industry who will give you actual projects and say hey make a trading system out of this solve this problem from me so goldman sachs snp dsp merrill lynch bank of america these people participate and they actually give you real world problems to solve you solve those problems and then you graduate and get certification and we'll have some placement support after that as well and so what are Uh, again on trading or uh, so right now again we're doing completely focused on trading so if you want to become a quant which is what you asked how do i be, how do i automate my trades right 
Um, that's a skill no one's teaching. And we have some real managers who are teaching this skill from around the world. And it's a 25,000 rupee program. It's for eight weeks and you learn it with an actual fund manager and you'll come out as a quant. Like it's, it's built that well. Um, and we have a Bombay Stock Exchange certification on it as well. Um, and a lot of other hedge fund managers participate to make you there because even they want to grow their industry, right? Uh, and they don't know where to hire. So why don't they just uh, train people here and then we can create those people. And we're going to launch some 20 advanced courses next year, Akshay. Hopefully, it's not only in investing, it's also in other subjects. Okay. Okay. So that will bring you closer to like the traditional ed tech companies like Upgrade and all. Like, I mean, the- I think a lot of other companies still have. Uh, so I don't believe professors should teach. All other ed tech companies are still getting professors to come and teach and doing uh, uh, certification with them, etc. I'm completely the opposite. I'm saying we have a doer mentality, right? Learn app is be a doer. You learn from doers. You get other doers to come and teach you. And that's what makes you qualified. Not because you have a degree or a diploma from a known institute. You do it because an actual person has given you today's problems and you solved it 10 times over. And that's why you deserve the job. This is completely different. And this is where all my peers are going to go towards eventually. I'm going to it now. And it seems obvious to me now, but in the future, it will seem obvious to them and they will probably do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, okay. So what is it that uh, is currently uh, like, you know, something that you are personally trying to learn? I mean, you run a learning business. So, so you know, what is it that you're trying to learn these days? I mean, as you know, right, so I'm a voracious reader and all of that because I will usually read three books simultaneously. Right now I'm reading... Zappos, Delivering Happiness, Richard Branson's Finding My Virginity, Principles by Ray Dalio, and A Ride of a Lifetime by Robert Iger. So. <laughs> but for LearnApp, there are three things I wanted to learn. One is how to manage people better. We never used to have like quarterly KPIs and you know what we should be looking at. So we just started that and it's working extremely well. For example, the editor sitting Akshay, his job is not to produce video. His, that he thinks his job is to produce video, but his job is actually to make sure he can attract more users to that course because it's produced well, because it's explained well, and he should be able to measure that. So can you, again, I'll use the word again, can you align the editor to understand how he can produce a course that is better than any other course in the world? And when that happens, right, when everyone is towards that North Star, then that's how you become the best ed tech company in the world, right? So that's one thing I'm trying to learn, how to align everyone towards a common goal. And their daily job is not their actual job. Their, their final outcome is what the customer thinks, right? That's important, which means I need to share data, give them data, tell them about it. They should be able to access company data freely, stuff like that. Um, uh, so that's one thing. I'm, second thing is, I don't know how marketing and branding works. I'm really trying to learn that. Um, I don't think we, ex- we like, no one knows LearnApp's vision of what we're doing next year, right? So I'm going to spend more time explaining that. Um, the other thing is just general marketing, just how do you attract users and tell them about the offering? Um, I'm just saying existing users. I'm not even saying new users. I think our existing users don't know about what all we're doing. I think that's something I'm trying to learn. And the third thing that I think I really want to learn is how you can hire and train people efficiently in the company so that we can all grow. Uh, I think it's so difficult, right? You hire someone and then it takes three months for them to get up to speed. And then maybe you realize they're not good enough in the first place. 
or if they're good, then they become productive in the fourth month. So that cycle is really slow. Is there a better way to do it? Um, yeah. And then, and then just general, there's just so many other things like design and then how do you go forward and how do you hire the right curriculum designers, et cetera, et cetera. So that was Pratik's amazing and unusual journey to founding LearnApp. Check out the amazing courses they offer at LearnApp.co. That's L-E-A-R-N-A-P-P dot C-O. If you like the Founder Thesis podcast, then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing, technology, career advice, books, and drama. Visit thepodium.in, that is T-H-E, P-O-D-I-U-N dot I-N for a complete list of all our shows.